You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central show is brought to you by Sucklebusters. You can find them at sucklebusters.com. Also by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at the BBQ guru.com or call them 800-288-GURU and by the CHOPS Power Injector System the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA find them at barbecuekansascity.com and by Butcher Barbecue from injections to rubs to sauces always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com and by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Cook Shack Pellet and Electric Grills. Visit them at PelletCooker.com or CookShack.com or call them 800-423-0698. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500000 in cash to be won. Find out more at kcbs.us slash samstour. And by Cookin' Pellets, you can buy Cookin' Pellets at cookinpellets.com. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at greenmountaingrills.com. And by iGrill. The Bluetooth grilling thermometer that allows you to monitor temperatures from 150 feet away. Use promo code CENTRAL for 15% off your purchase at iDevicesInc.com. Hi, this is Scott Greenia from Fairfax, Vermont, also known as Scotty DQ, and you're listening to Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city and dare I say the factory of sadness known as First Energy Stadium, home of the Cleveland Browns. Your program host, Greg Rempe, happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, I'm more than happy to have you, of course. 216-220-0966 is the phone number. You can also email the show if you are ready to do so or in an email-type fashion versus call. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. That is the way to get in touch with me through the written word. Through the written word. Through the written word. If you are also inclined to do that as well, uh, anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter tonight. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, 
It is the beginning and last month of 2015, and the first Tuesday of every month, of course, holds a visit from the good Dr. Ray Lampy for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Lots to talk about with Ray tonight. If you have any questions, you're in the chat room. If you're listening live tonight and you've never taken part in the chat room, head on over to my website and then click on the channel link. And you can sign in right there and take part in the chat room. I mean, it's like the show within the show. It's affectionately inside circles known as the show inside the show. At 9.35, zero guests. Nay. Instead, we start the month of December and the month-long show of giveaways. Yes. On the table tonight for your potential winning pleasures no less than a almost $200 ham graciously donated by Snake River Farms you can win it if you can play and win can a freshman say it oh it's a fun and exciting game new and unveiled for you here towards the end of the year can a freshman say it well what do you think that means that means maybe I cornered my oldest daughter, who's a freshman in high school. I gave her a list of 17 words, which I will tell you. And you get to see and tell me yes or no. Can she pronounce the word correctly? If you can get three out of five, you can win the almost multiple hundreds of dollars worth of caribou to pork ham from Snake River Farms. By the way. I did partake in a Snake River Farms ham over the weekend. And uh, I don't know what else you can say other than tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tasty, well-marbled, moist. It had a great smoke flavor, almost like a pork butt to a degree, if I can say it correctly. And I'm... Th- Look, I don't know if we're a huge ham household, but I have to say that uh, this ham was easily the best ham that I've ever had. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because of the price tag. I mean, it's all that. It's very good. It's very, very flavorful. And what's better than ham but leftovers the next day? And literally, my oldest and my wife were like duking it out for who could get. I mean, never mind me. Never mind me, but it's good stuff. So your chance to win that also potentially at 935. The beginning of a three-week giveaway from show sponsor iGrill. We might play a different game. We might continue on with Can a Freshman Say It, but we're going to give you a chance to win a $100 iGrill 2 Bluetooth thermometer. Oh, my goodness. I mean, wow, we're giving it, and we're going to be giving away one of those for the rest of the month, pretty much. For three weeks in a row, we will give away an iGrill 2. Then, if that isn't enough, we'll go into the second hour, and we will have no less than two segments. Uh, one of the best competition teams out there in 2015 today. And honestly, over the last handful of years, I mean, he doesn't do a tremendous amount of competitions. But if you look at scoring average, if you look at what he's winning, I think he's GC'd or RGC'd every competition he's been in this year. He's a sponsor of this show as well, and we're going to be talking about it all. Oh, my goodness. Sterling Ball from Big Pop of Smoke. Here we go. 
So there's your show, 216-220-0966, Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Dot com. Uh, as always, please send out the links. Let everybody know the show's on the air. Audio at my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Video on Kevin's website, outdoorcookingchannel.com slash watch dash now. You can get it on Roku. Search for the Outdoor Cooking Channel in your app store, depending on what platform you have. Uh, I've mentioned it over the last two and three weeks about the teams that I've been looking for to cover in depth next year. Next week, next show. December 8th, I will be unveiling the teams for the 2016 Barbecue Central Show presents the real life of competition barbecuers. How about that? You got to tune in next week to see who's going to make the cut. I'm very excited. I am really down to the short list. I have one 30-plus team, two 30-plus teams that I'm looking at and really trying to start to split hairs at this point on who I think I'm going to cover. And then we're going to have two in that like uh, 15 to 20 range, if you will, maybe 25. And I have at least four teams that I'm looking at in a huge in-depth fashion. All will be entertaining. All know the rules about letting it all fly and being completely open and honest about everything that has to do with the team, personal life, jobs if you got one, all that stuff. It's going to be completely doors open, expose, all that good stuff. So we'll be unveiling that next week. I think it was like two months ago, three months ago, I had a guy on this show called D. Coker, and he's with a company called Cleveland Cuts, and the website is clevelandcuts.org. So check it out while we're talking here right now. Clevelandcuts.org. This guy hand makes knives. And unbeknownst to me, I get an email. He's like, hey, I'm going to make a meat slicer. I would love for you to try it out. Uh, let's meet up. I'm just finishing it. And so I, I got it uh, last Wednesday. And uh, D and I met for coffee at a local Panera Bread establishment. And I have to tell you. This thing is phenomenal. If you follow me on the Twitter and on Instagram, you saw pictures of it right when I got it home. I was able to use it slicing that Snake River Farms ham, and this thing is tremendous. All I can say is, wow, nice heft. It's not too heavy to impede being able to you know, slice as thick or as thin as you want, but look, if you're looking for a new brisket knife, and I know a lot of you are as you start heading into the 2016 competition season or catering season or whatever it is. Let me offer this. If you're interested in trying out a Cleveland Cuts meat slicer, clevelandcuts.org, I will send you my knife to try out on one or two briskets. The caveat, of course, you got to send it back to me. I will ship it out to you. You can play around with it. You can cut with it. You can see how well it works. And then send it back to me. Who else is going to do that for you? This is my personal knife. I will lend it out if you want to try it. If you're looking for a new slicing knife again for the new uh, upcoming season or for a catering job or anything like that, Cleveland Cuts, C-U-T-S, clevelandcuts.org. He makes them all by hand. So this isn't any manufactured or stamped or any of that BS. He can get pretty custom. So you know these things are going to last forever. A little mineral oil uh, to you know keep everything in good condition. 
keep the edge on it, and you know, you're pretty good. So if you're interested in trying it, let me know. I will send it out to you. You can give it a whirl. And if you like it, all I ask is that you go and uh, contact D. Coker and let them know the show sent you that you use the knife, you like it, and, and get one for crying out loud. If you need the li- if you need the knife, get the knife. But make sure you're getting one that is going to last, has great quality, made by hand, man. Come on, made by hand. It's great. I'll lend you mine. I'll give you the shirt off. Some people give you shirt off their back. I'll give you the knife out of my drawer. It's a pretty expensive knife, by the way. Centralites, you need an idea for a great gift for someone special in your life. How about a Cook Shack smoker or pellet grill? That will make for a real jolly holiday. Make your love a barbecue genius with their easy-to-use smokers and pellet grills now until December 15th, so two weeks from now. Take advantage of this sale when you save 10% off the list price of any Cook Shack residential electric smoker, Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack FEC 100 pellet-fired smoker, or pellet grill models PG500 and 1000. That's a savings of up to $470. The Smokehead, the Smokehead Elite, the Super Smoker Elite, the AmeriQ are the electric smokers in this line. They make it easy to add real wood smoke to your foods. Optional meat probes available on most units. Expensive to operate, super energy efficient. Load a Cook Shack electric smoker in the morning before work. Return home to barbecue that is moist, succulent, and delicious. It's that simple. Of course, the Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack. The PG-1000 and 500 pellet grills feature four-zone cooking and pellet broiler technology. Use the pellet grill to sear direct up to 800 degrees. Smoke low and slow on the indirect side. Cold smoke, for crying out loud, if you want. And keep food warm in the warming drawer. These versatile units are solidly built of stainless steel with commercial-grade quality and outdoor-rated electrical. The stainless steel workhorse, the FEC 100, is a pellet grill. There's a choice of many competition barbecue teams still. It features the IQ5 controller to smoke, cook, and rest your meats. It is guaranteed to hold enough barbecue for all your friends and family. To order online, just use promo code JOLLY, J-O-L-L-Y, when you check out at CookShack.com. Or you can call CookShack directly, 800-423-0698, and tell their friendly team members you want the Jolly deal, and you heard it here on the Barbecue Central Show. Again, that's promo code JOLLY. When you're either talking to them or checking out with a CookShack smoker or pellet grill, you can celebrate barbecue every day. Hurry, because this deal ends Tuesday, December 15th, two weeks away from today. From all the folks at Cook Shack, happy jolly holidays. Again, the number, 800-423-0698, and mention jolly that you heard about it here on the Barbecue Central Show, or when you check out at cookshack.com, promo code jolly, J-O-L-L-Y. Thanks to the continued support from the good folks over at Cook Shack. We are back with our monthly checkup with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hang on. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 
This portion of the Barbecue Central show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet grills on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a ton of food, they got one for you. Something middle of the road, you say? Well, they got you covered there, too. How about something to take on those tailgates? We're still in the middle of football season. Well, uh, some of us are. They can also supply you with pellets to fire those cookers as well. Check them out online at GreenMountainGrills.com. I say it each and every week. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You can love yours, too. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com. Check out what they got. Special deals here for the holidays. You're going to love it. Green Mountain Grills. Thanks for their continued support. And now we have this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. And there he is, Ray Lampy, everybody. Ray, how are you, my friend? Good, Greg. Good to hear from you. Uh, you as well. Always appreciate you making time each and every month. Ray, uh, I mean, you are a man of uh, high society and uh, high fame, recognized. You know, how long, I'm trying to think. Our first interview that we've ever did was like in 2000 and maybe six or 2007. Flash forward Eight years, and it's actually going to be, I think it was maybe even before that, but uh, in February, I will have started the eighth year of just the live show. Can you believe we've been chatting barbecue like for eight years on and off almost? No, I, that's congratulations. Seriously, I mean, that's a heck of an accomplishment. You know, a lot of these kind of things come and go. They go away because, guys, it, it takes a lot of effort to do it week in and week out. Eight years. Congratulations. Thank you, Ray. Uh, and as always, you can find out about Ray at his website, drbbq.com. If you have a question that you would like uh, Ray or myself or both of us to answer, you can submit a question by going to askdrbbq.com. So, uh, Ray, I thought we would tackle a few different items during our time this month. And uh, we'll save the Christmas stuff till the end, especially for the meal stuff. But let, let me ask you things here. You know, you're kind of synonymous with A, being seen on TV a lot, especially as of, you know, the last two, three years or so. Uh, but also uh, preceding that, uh, writing any number of books to uh, a large amount of success. And when people in the industry see other people in the industry, you know, get successful at it and are doing well at it, then they're like, hey, I want to try and get in on that as well. So uh, we'll save TV here just for a second, but in regards to to the book deal, and I know you know all the way back when it started, it, it's probably changed considerably in, in regards to the landscape to where we are present day. But if somebody really wanted to bring a barbecue book to the market, like what are the the key things that somebody has to do to really be taken on a legitimate basis? Well, obviously not much with how many are coming to market. It can't be that hard. Actually, Myron said that to me when he was writing his first one. I was giving him some shit about it. And he said, well, it can't be that hard. I had written three or four at that point. Um, but, you know, it's different. It's certainly different. I'll tell you, when I, I wrote my first one, Stephen Raikland's books were really starting to kick in. So a lot of the publishers were looking around trying to find a barbecue guy that could could match that, you know. And, and so I wrote a book. And they liked it, and they signed me to write two more right away. And and obviously, mine have never matched Stephen's uh, his sales, but but I've turned it into a career. But after the three, 
we all kind of were looking at each other. This was probably in 07, 08. And it was kind of like, well, geez, how many of these do you think we could write? You know, I mean, there's now, there went from zero to about 20 barbecue books out there. And everybody kind of thought that was it. You know, there wasn't going to be any more. Well, boy, were we wrong. I mean, there's 20 coming out a year nowadays. It's really become its own genre. But back then, you know, ebooks really hadn't happened yet. I wrote my first one in 04. It was before the economy crashed and everybody just thought cookbooks were going out. So it was very different. It was very old school business. You had to have an agent. You had to go with a big publisher. Now, there's so many different ways to do it. Now, I don't know who makes money and how you make money on some of these things. I, I wonder if some of it is almost a personal project uh, that's not scheduled to make any money. I just don't know. Um, but there's a million ways to do it now. Richard McPeak's a perfect example. Richard self-published before it was a good idea, but he sold a lot of books. And when you self-publish, you get to keep all the money. So um, there's a lot of ways to do it. I wouldn't even know where to tell you to start anymore. Are you surprised or, or do you, um, I want to say turn your nose up, but, you know, as a guy who started with, you know, having to have, uh, I don't know if it's a publisher's agent or an author's agent or book agent or whatever it is, but somebody that specializes in that and, and started that way and, and, you know, and here's kind of where you've grown over the last eight years. When you see self-publishing or ebook publishing or stuff like that, do you think that there is kind of a of a talent drop off, if you will, if if somebody's out there just kind of pressing it out? Because you know, to me, I always look at it from the least common denominator, which is I could go write a barbecue book and self-publish it and spit it out to the internet. But I mean, how good is it if a random house or some uh, legitimate publishing house isn't? trying to put a deal together with you to bring it to market. Yeah, well, that's what I kind of tell people. If you've got an idea and you know how to properly write it up, send it around to – a lot of the publishers won't even take your your ideas themselves. So you have to send it to an agent who will then – they sort of – the agents sort of weed out all the crap. And, and But if you send it to 20 agents and none of them think it's a good enough idea to take it to a publisher, it's probably not a very good idea. Um, so – I guess to me, that's the clearinghouse of it. Just because you can publish it, it's kind of like barbecue sauce. Just because you can, when you get it in the bottle with your label on it, that first case, you you can't believe what you have. Well, all you did was spend money to create that. And you can spend money and create a really nice cookbook. But, you know, are you doing this, like I said, as a sense of pride or, or a life's accomplishment, something important that needs to be written? Or are you trying to make a living at it? And, you know, I, I, I'm trying to make a living. I'm not against it. It doesn't seem to hurt anything. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the segment just continues to grow. Um, I believe those of us with mainstream publishers are probably selling more books because my books are everywhere. They're not just on Amazon. Um, a friend of mine just was in some cutesy little store in San Diego and saw my flavorized book there. So I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be against it, but I, I think there's truly successful books are going still going through the big publishers. If I'm going to do it, I want to, like with anything, I want to make money at it. I, I don't think that making money is bad. I don't think profit is a dirty word. You know, I mean, it could just be the, the sales guy and me, but whatever. But if I'm going to do it, I want to make money. And if I look at it from when you started in 2004 to now, my biggest question is, is there money in it anymore? You know, in 2004, if you were up and coming, you had this great idea. I mean, you could probably get signed to a fairly lucrative uh, advance or, you know, or whatever they pay. It's probably not the same type of situation now in 2015, right? Uh, no, it's not. It, the, the, the standard is the same. The way they do it is 
they give you an advance against future royalties. So whatever that may be, you know, if it's 5,000 or if it's 50,000, um, that's your advance. Now, you never have to give that back, but pre presumably you earn through that with the royalties and then you start getting more checks. So the bigger advance you get, the less pressure on to actually sell books. Um, so if you have a good agent, every time I've dealt with an agent, they've asked for more money than I would have ever had the ball. Say. So I get that money up front where some of these deals, they may get a publisher deal, but they don't get much of an advance. doesn't mean you can't make money on it. It means they're taking a lot less risk on it. So you, you'll start getting smaller checks sooner. Um, I had this, uh, I was in the KCBS boardroom one day pitching to write the KCBS book. And, and I suggested that Carolyn, a long time ago, Carolyn and I would split the advance and they could have any future royalties. And they asked if uh, we thought there would be future royalties. And I said, well, not if we get a big advance. Well, Paul Kirk stood up and said, that's bullshit. I get checks all the time from, you know, future advance, uh, from royalties. Well, that told me Paul didn't get as big advance as I did. Aha, exactly. So there you go. Um, are, are you surprised with all of the, I, I remember, I can't put my finger on exactly the time span, but I swear to God, I thought there was a time with all the technology advancing and all the ebook stuff that print was going to die, that paper books were going to be a thing of the past. And there was, everybody was going to have an e-reader on their shelf instead of the cookbooks. But it's really not the case. I mean, people still want to be able to pull a book off of a shelf when they're in the kitchen or when they're going to go out and cook. So it's really a market that I thought was going to suffer mightily and hasn't become extinct like I thought a lot of people were under the impression it was going to be. Oh, we all thought that. And basically in 08, when the economy went in the shitter, that's when it looked like, you know, we thought, oh, no, this is it. Because ebooks were really starting to happen then. Kindle was becoming a big deal. And nobody really knew what was going to happen. And the Internet in you know, let's be realistic. All the recipes in the world are on the internet now. You know, that's all you have to do is go there. So honestly, the industry was scared stiff, you know, and then nobody was signing anybody to do anything. Everybody was just sitting still. And, and the, the deals that were coming then were really light on advances. You know, because, okay, if you're willing to write the book, we'll take the chance. If it sells, it sells, you make money. Um, we all thought that, but it hasn't happened. It, for me, my books have gotten smaller and prettier. Uh, and I think I think we buy them almost as an impulse buy. We buy them as collectibles. We all like having that cookbook. So cookbook sales, I mean, I don't know the numbers of the industry. I'm sure it's down from the heyday, but it's not down near as much as, as everybody thought it would be. But yeah, thank God, people still buy books. I, I think a lot of us that were in the business before are surprised, but we're happy that they do. Ray, being a man's man, are you surprised that Playboy is taking nudes out of their magazines finally? I mean, it's crazy, right? Whoever thought that Playboy, that the old I read it for the articles was really going to be true? Well, I wouldn't buy it anymore. Forget but, it. But see, kind of the same thing, Greg. There's naked women everywhere on the Internet. You don't have to look that far. So Who, maybe of, that's why. Out of everything that you get charged for on the Internet, can you believe that porn is still free? And plus, there's so much porn all over the Internet. It's crazy. Who would have thought about it? All right. Speaking of, absolutely. Speaking of porn. And hey, you guys from the National Barbecue News Forum, don't report me to Big Green Egg for saying that. No, not me. Absolutely not. So speaking of porn, let's talk about TV for a second. Um the other hot thing that uh, had transpired over the last two or three years was 
all of a sudden you have barbecue competitions coming on TV or barbecue theme and related shows on TV. I mean, you remember what it was like all the way back in the day when John Marcus was really having barbecue pitmasters on, and, and now it's kind of taken the, the, the road that it has. However, now people in our industry feel like, hey, this is my shot. I can get on television and cook against some of the best or whoever they're going to put me up against. So when it comes to audition tapes, uh, I guess – from your experience of being on television and uh, perhaps if you've had to do, have you had to do like any auditioning or just because of the stuff that you had background in, you're kind of seen as a, as a go-to type of guy. Yeah, now I am. I, I mean, I've done some, I don't know if I ever got hired because of one though, because they kind of knew who I was, but here's, here's what you got to do. And John Marcus tells people this constantly. I don't know what John's doing anymore, but I've heard him say this over and over and over. Don't worry about production. Trust me, these casting people don't give a shit if your buddy can make a really good opening and you put some music behind it. They want to know if you can walk and talk at the same time, if you have something interesting to say, if you can speak without slurring, if you can, you know, I mean, that's what they want from you. They want to see you. They don't want to see some production, some, you know, funny skit that you put on. Talk, talk to the camera. Every time I've done it, I've, I've given Sandy the camera and I went out by my grill with some meat on there and I talked for about a minute, try to do it without any cuts. And that's what they want to see from you. Um, and then the other thing that we talk about in TV all the time is be yourself, be yourself, but be 10 times yourself, a gigantic version of yourself. And if anybody knows me or knows uh, Chris, Chris is perfect. Chris turns it on. It's like a different person. You're sitting next to him like, the hell just happened to you? But he's very good at it. And Myron, too. Myron gets it completely. I mean, we all, everybody knows Myron. That's Myron. But what you see on TV is the 10-time version of Myron. And that's how you make good TV. I was we're doing a show with Guy one time. And we were we were the judges on that tailgate show. Yep. And he came over and a couple of us, we were just shooting the shit, like talking to the team. And he came over and he's like, what are you guys doing? He goes, if you're just standing around like that, it's never going to get on the show. You got to have a big smile. You got to overact. You got to talk loud, smile, be like this, and then it's going to look normal on TV. And, and that's what you want to do. But again, to be yourself, you, you, if you're putting on some kind of character, the camera sees through that right away and it just looks terrible. So, so is do you have to run some kind of a dichotomic uh, personality thing? So you don't want to be fake. You don't want to gimmick up. You don't want to overproduce, but you don't want to just be kind of a, a timid guy. If you're a timid guy and you want to get onto it, you want to be, you know, robust and ebullient and all this other stuff. So, do you do, do you have to have that running argument with yourself about uh, you know selling out or not being who you really are in order to obtain what you really want? Because I guess the bottom line is, you know, what are you willing to do to get where you want to go? Well, I mean. You know, not everybody has that in them. You know, the guys that do, not everybody can be an actor or on a TV show. Not everybody's that interesting to speak to. You talk to how many people a year? 100, yeah. 200 on the radio. Some of them are good, some are not. It's They can't help have the ability to speak better, and some people don't. I, I just, you know, if you are if you consider it selling out, don't bother. Why would you do that? Um you know, TV is not the end-all, be-all. Yeah, it's fun to be on TV. People, you know, it's cool when your friends see you on TV. Turned on the TV just the other night and uh, turned on the Food Network, and there I was, judging Chopped. You know, that's pretty cool. But but not everybody's got it in them. I don't know. I mean, if you, if you don't feel like it, if you really 
if you're scared to do it or you really feel like it's not something you should do and it's not genuine to who you are, hell, don't do it. It doesn't it doesn't pay that well. That's for sure. Um, and if you don't have a, a you know, I, I'm saying this to somebody. I, I saw bad Byron recently, you know, Byron. Yeah. Yep. I was down there and, and I saw Byron and Byron's pretty successful these days. And I've known him for a long time and I was telling somebody about him and I said, Byron's the kind of guy, and, and I feel this way about Myron and Chris Lilly absolutely as well, and, and myself. They were going to be successful in some entrepreneurial way, whatever it may have been. They all encountered barbecue along the way. Myron had it in his family, um, but the rest of us found it along the way. It was a great situation. Chris Chris Capel, I think of that way too. These are entrepreneurial guys that have it in them. They're creative. You know, you can't make that stuff up. If you're if you find that your ideas look a lot like everybody else's, then they're not good ideas. You're not a creative guy. Not everybody has that in them. Um, I'm the kind of guy that when somebody steals my idea and, man, they've stolen them, I just think, well, fuck them. I'll get a new idea. And I will get a, you know what I mean? Honestly, it's not like I, I, I plan that, but I, I feel a little violated and a little ripped off. But to me, that's now an old idea, and I'll think of something new. If your brain doesn't work like that, maybe that's not who you really are. Ray Lampy, drbbq.com is his website. By the way, shot out of a cannon tonight, which I appreciate as a host. So one of the good 100 that I talk to, uh, and, and especially one of the, the, the guys that come back each and every month. Uh, Ray, real quick before I let you go with a couple minutes left, uh, Christmas is you know three, three and a half weeks away. Uh, are you traditional turkey guy? Are you prime rib guy? Are you Christmas ham guy? What do you, are, are you all of that guy? What do you guys eat down there? Well, if I was just for me, I, I would probably choose the prime rib. Um, but if you know, if we have the neighbors come over and the family, and and nobody really likes big beef, so so I actually already got it. It's in the freezer, one of those uh, rack of porks from Snake River Farms, and uh, it's in there ready to go. I cooked that last year. They like pork roast better than than beef roast, but it's man, there's nothing wrong with that thing. It's outstanding. That, and I'll probably do a turkey breast too. Um, if they had their way, I'd probably cook barbecued ribs, but I don't want to do that. So it's sort of the compromise. But but this pork roast is so damn good. And I'll go buy some bones and make a stock and make a really killer gravy. So we'll have a pork roast, a turkey, and then just all the usual sides. Is it like liquor and beer, or are you a wine guy? And like, will you pair something with that specifically to, to bring out the flavors or, or what? Nah, yeah, we'll have a bottle of wine, I'm sure, but... Uh, just me and the me and the grandpa, the girls across the street that are like adopted grandkids, the real grandpa. We'll sip a little whiskey that day, but yeah, it's not much of a drinking crowd. I got to go find my my partying friend somewhere else. Uh, are you looking for a specific gift this year to receive that would really cap off 2015? Yes, a meat slicer. I really want one. Yeah, like and, a, a knife meat slicer or like a, a Kramer meat slicer at the deli. Well, that's the problem. You know, there's like the hundred and fifty dollar ones. And then there's the thousand dollar ones. There's nothing in the middle there, and and it's kind of hard. You know, I don't really want the big, yeah, the, the deli one. I had one of those ones. It's so heavy, and it just doesn't really work. But the hundred and fifty dollar one, and they, there's like a three hundred dollar one. But if you look at the 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 specs on it, it's the same as the hundred fifty dollar one. It's just fancier, and it doesn't really work. I have one of those, and it's okay. But uh, so I think I have a deal on a used, uh, a damaged, a brand new damaged one. It's like a twelve hundred dollar slicer. I'm gonna get for six hundred dollars. So. I think I'm going to have Santa bring that for me. All right. Well, hopefully Santa, uh, you know, leaves that under the tree, and uh, we'll go from there. So you can find Ray at drbbq.com. Again, if you have a question 
for Ray or myself to answer and or uh, banter about uh, next month in the new year, go ahead and shoot us a question at askdrbbq.com. Uh, Ray, always appreciate the time. Uh, again, a successful year, I believe. We've been another year has gone by with Ask Dr. Barbie, who I can't believe it. Yeah, I always appreciate it and appreciate the time that you give to the show, and I look forward to another 2016 with you, my friend. Thanks, Greg. Good talking to you. Take care, man. Yeah, you got it. There he is, Ray Lampy. drbbq.com. drbbq.com. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the Chops Power Injector. Man, talk about a great gift. Chops Power Injector System is going to be a great gift because you have three different sizes to choose from. That's right. The number one seller is the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System designed for competition or to pump up the backyard warrior like me or you. They're easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and off you go. If you just have one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. No, no. Just put in what you need, and it will use it all. Believe me. Here's what comes with it. 14-gauge needles, two replacement needle adapters, three plug screws, a needle protector. It's $100, plus you pay for shipping anywhere. Then you have the one-gallon chops power injector system, designed for the catering and bigger jobs. It holds double the amount of the half-gallon size. That's why they call it the gallon. Some of them use it in competitions, like when you're cooking MBN whole hog, or maybe you're doing 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles as well, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. This one's 120 bucks, plus you're shipping anywhere. The newest one is the Chops Full Power Injector System. It's electric. It's the commercial and competition big daddy. There is not a holding tank. No, no. This time you have a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. That's right, from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was originally designed for Chef Rob at one of the best barbecue restaurants in Kansas City. He said time and time again that with the Chaps Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11.5-gauge needles, 3-plug screws, and a needle protector, 325 bucks, plus your shipping anywhere. Top pitmasters in the world use Chop Power Injector System A. It makes their barbecue better than the rest because here's the thing. We live in a foodie world, right? flavor in every bite it's demanded this is how you do it and do it fast and it's not just for meat how about infusing alcohol into fruit chops power injector can do that too every injector is handmade in kansas city missouri usa you want extra accessories they got them want to shoot medium ground spices they got you covered for that they have two three four inch 12 gauge needles they also have two inch closed tip perfect for shooting fatty meat to keep the fat from plugging up the needles they sell replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws they have a great upgrade you can buy to make your chops full power injector system bulletproof. Metal needle adapters. Yeah, how about that? Chops full power injector system. Give your barbecue some power. The website, barbecuekansascity.com. That's barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, barbecuekansascity.com. All right. Who wants to win ham? Who wants to play a new game show? Call me, 216-220-0966. That's 216-220-0966. Your chance for a Caribou ham coming up right now. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Greg Rampey. 
All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers, not voiding any warranties, so relax. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Yeah. CookinPellets.com. How about it? All right, let's go to the hotline. Area code 631. Name and where you're calling from. Uh, Nick from Long Island. Nick from Long Island. How are you, Nick? How you doing? Fabulous. Thanks for asking. All right, so uh, we're going to play a new game show tonight. Are you uh, ready to play? Sure. All right, let me see. I got I got a whole thing set up here. So uh, All right. here we go. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a, can a freshman say it? All right. And uh, basically, this is what happens. I'm going to pull up sound clips that I had daughter a little bit earlier in the weekend, and she is going to either correctly or incorrectly pronounce a word that may or may not be hard to say. All you have to do is get three out of five to win a hugely expensive Snake River Farms caribou to pork ham, and we have Nick on the line to do it as well. So, all right. Oh, my God, that was so annoying. Uh, all right, Nick, and... We go to the game show noises and here. Okay. So do you have any questions about what we're getting ready to do here, Nick? No, I heard the early, an earlier show. I, I got the gist of it. All right. So uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to give you a word. You're going to guess if my daughter, Bobby can say it correctly or incorrectly, get three, right. You win a ham. How about that? All right, let's do this. All right, here we go. Oh, crap. High production value here tonight. Uh, all right, Nick, the first word that we gave my daughter Bobby to say is anesthetize. Do you believe she can say the word anesthetize? Yeah, I think so. All right, here we go. Anesthetize. Oh, very close, oh. but indeed uh, that was incorrect. Um, all right. <laughs> Of course. Don't worry. You still have some time to go. All right, Nick, next All word. Right. Do you think my daughter Bobby can say assailant? Assailant. Assailant. Uh, I have to say no. All right, let's see if Bobby can say assailant. Assailant. Aha! Look at you. Uh-huh. All right, one, uh, one, one, four, two. So you have to get two of the next three right in order to win the ham. All right, okay. ready for the next word, Nick? Let's go. I'm forgetting my game show feature. <laughs> All right. I have no uh, idea how to control the sound, so I apologize. Uh, do you think uh, my uh, daughter, Bobby, can say the word colonel, as in army colonel? Yeah. All right, let's sure. see if Bobby can say the word colonel. Colonial? Oh, no. Ah. Get that big stuff out of here. That's tricky, right? I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, with a K, and it looks like, well, she said colonial, which I can't believe. But you think, Nick, this, 
she lives in a house with a professional order whose vocabulary is vast and expansive. You don't think she's even gotten anything by osmosis, but evidently not. Uh, all right, ready for the next one. And you got to get the next two right. Otherwise, we're in trouble. All right, let's. All right. Here we go. By the way, we're playing Can a Freshman Say It? That's a ninth grader in high school for those that are uh, just tuning in tonight. It's my daughter, Bobby. Do you think my daughter, Bobby, can say entrepreneur correctly? Yeah. So. Remember, you have to get the next two right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I got I to gotta go with yeah. All right. Uh, we will go ahead and lock you in. For entrepreneur, here's what she says. Entrepreneur. Hey, look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming down to this one. Nick, are you uh, ready for the last question? All right. Let's go. Yeah. For all the marbles and the ham and all that good stuff, do you think that my daughter Bobby can say mischievous correctly. Mischievous. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, I got to go with yeah. All right, we'll lock you in for yes. And many people in the chat room are saying no. She's not going to say it right, but that's all right. We've locked you in for all the marbles. Give me mischievous. Mischievous. Oh, no! And just like that, Nick is out. See how he went all the way. He went to the distance. Can't believe it. All right, so we need another caller for your chance to win the ham. 216-220-0966. Who do we have on the line here? Jason King. Jason King. Better known as Kinger! Kinger's in. All right. Uh, Kinger, you you got the uh, gist of the game, my friend? Yep, I got it all. Let's go. Are you ready to play? Yep. All right. You got to get three in order to win. Three out of five. Sounds good. Can my daughter, Bobby, say gratuitous? Yes. All right. We'll lock you in. On gratuitous. <laughs> Show me gratuitous. Gratuitous. Okay. All right. <laughs> Struggling with that one, but nevertheless gets that one. All right. So you are uh, one nice, for one. Nice. Well on your way here. And uh, all right. Let's go to the next question here. Can Bobby, my daughter, a freshman in high school, say hierarchy correctly? No. No. All right. Go ahead and see if Bobby can say hierarchy correctly. Show me hierarchy. Hierarchy. No. <laughs> Look at you. Two for two. On your way to a ham, my man. Are you ready? Yeah, 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 right. Are you ready for the third one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring it. Here we go. Can my daughter, Bobby, say niche? Yes. She can say niche correctly. I'll lock you in on yes. I don't think so, but... Many people in the (laughs) chat room are saying no, by the way. 
I'm trying to get down, but For the ham, give me niche. Niche. Oh. <laughs> I love I love that you were trying to go like anti game show idea there, which I appreciate. I, I really appreciate. It. All right, let's play again. <laughs> Question number four. Can my daughter say the word plethora correctly? Yes. Yes, all right. We'll lock you in on a yes. Remember, this one is for all the marbles. And the ham. And the ham. <laughs> Give me plethora. Plethora. There you go. Yeah. Look at this guy. You get the ham. <laughs> All right, hold on. Oh, my God. It's the game show stuff. There he is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jason King has just won a hand. She ha Jason has the mental capacity of a freshman in high school, no doubt about it. Uh, Jason, all you got to do is send me your shipping info, and I will forward that on to the good folks at Snake River Farms, and uh, you will be off and running with a ham, a caribou to ham. Jason, I had this over the weekend. I'm telling you. To say you are going to find it delightful is the understatement of 2015. You're going to be very happy. Uh, give me your Thanks shipping info. Give me your phone number. I will get it in the right hands, and we're off and running. Awesome. Thanks, Randy. All right. Thanks, my friend. There Bye. he is, uh, Jason, everybody. And uh, thank you for playing. Can a freshman say? Now, let me see here. Do I, do I, we got four and a half minutes. Does anybody want to try and win an iGrill 2? If you want to win the iGrill 2, call in and we'll keep playing. We got questions to go. So come on, call in, we'll play again. It'll be fun and exciting. Game show stuff. All right, just like that. Uh, name and where you're calling from. Matt from uh, Orlando. All right. Matt is in tonight. Now, Matt, we already gave away the ham, but uh, are you interested in trying to win one of three iGrill 2s donated by iDevices, Inc.? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Matt, are you familiar with how the game is being played tonight? Yes. All right. Are you ready to play? Sure. All right. I apologize for the sound levels. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm only one man here for crying out loud. Give me a break. Okay, uh, let's go to the page, and here we go. You got to get three right in order to win the iGrill 2. Multiple probes, by the way. I don't know if you're familiar with the iGrill or not, but this is a $100 gift I'm getting ready to potentially give you if you're smarter than a freshman in high school. Can my daughter Bobby say remuneration properly? Remuneration. No. No. All right. Let's go ahead and lock you in. Uh, no. Bobby, can you say remuneration correctly? Remuneration. Oh, my. Get that big stuff out of here. Very good. She absolutely cannot say remuneration properly. But that's all right. All right, so uh, we will go to the next question. Are you ready for the next question? Yes, sir. All right. The next word that my daughter Bobby will try and say for you 
is serendipity. Remember, she's reading these words and is trying to say them properly. You think she's going to say serendipity properly? No. All right, you've been locked in. A lot of no's and one yes here. Can you say serendipity correctly, Bobby? Serendipity. Oh, she got you. Wow, look at that. Kid's coming out of left field with that. Let's go to the next one. The next one, Matt, is sycophant. Do you think Bobby is reading paper and is able to properly pronounce sycophant? No. No, all right. Lock you in on no. Let's hear Bobby say sycophant. Sycophant. Oh, she got it. Um, Wow, barely, but she got it. Wow. All right, so you got to get the next three right, Matt, in order to win the iGrill 2. Are you ready to go? Can my daughter Bobby pronounce ubiquitous correctly? Ubiquitous. Yes. All right. We'll lock you in on ubiquitous. She's got to get this right in order for you to move on. Give me ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Oh. I'm sorry, Matt, that my daughter can't, uh, she can't do it. I'm sorry. What can I tell you? And, and we are also out of time. We're out of time right now. However, we do have a top of the second hour. We have to give one of these away as part of our engagement with giving stuff away with uh, iGrill. So we will try again in about 10 minutes from now. Thanks to everybody for calling in, and we'll see you in just a little bit for... Can a freshman say it? Yeah. All right. That was fun. All right, folks, here we go. Gang, if you're like me, then you are always thinking of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. Man, no better or easier way to do that than by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. That's right, folks. It's butcher's barbecue. Boom. So what do we got at Butchers? You got rubs. You got sauces. You know you have, dare I say, world-famous injections. Pork, beef, uh, the, the bird boosters. Had a senior moment there. Two things that I want to talk about specifically tonight. The grilling oils. Folks, come on. Who's down with the grilling oils? Get down on it. We might start giving some of those away next week. We're so crazy about grilling oils here on the show. It's going to go nuts about it. You're going to love them. Butter-flavored steakhouse, chipotle. Grilling oils are great. You're going to love them. So immediately go to butcherbbq.com and stock up on those. And don't wait. Here's the deal. Grilling oils are unique in the fact 
unique in the fact that unlike the squeeze butters and all of this other stuff, you know, once you open it, got to go into the refrigerator, you know, so it doesn't go bad. The grilling oils are shelf-stable. What does that mean? It means they're good. Uh, once you open them, you can leave them right there on the countertop, and they're not going to go bad. They're not going to go rancid. You see them. You can use them. It's all good stuff. They're going to give you a lot of great flavor, a lot of great moisture. No easier way to then quickly add a little flavor than by squirting some grilling oil in, whether you're doing it on the grill, whether you're doing it on the smoker, whether you're doing it in a frying pan in the kitchen. Grilling oils are absolutely fabulous. You're going to fall in love with them. Secondly, it's still going on the trade-in link right there on the homepage. If you go to butcherbbq.com, right, you click on the trade-in link because maybe you bought somebody else's commercial injection and it just hasn't delivered for you. It's not great. Before, you had to throw that shit out. Now, you don't have to waste your money. You can take your leftover commercial stuff from somebody else, go to the trade-in link, print off the paper, send it to Dave. He's going to weigh it. And then he will send you back in return whatever product of his that you request. He's making his customers happy. He's making his customers, his competitors' customers happy. It's a triple win situation no matter what. Of course, the shipping rates, always reasonable. I always say buy $200 worth of stuff because the shipping's free at that point. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're back right after this to wrap the first hour. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Apologize. A little bit longer. Coming back. Um, I'm just waiting for a little bit of confirmation here. I believe on the ham uh, we're going to have an issue. Uh, and uh, peace and love. Peace and love to uh, Jason King. But I-, I believe we're running into a Canadian situation. I'm going to confirm that, hopefully, over the break here. Uh, but we might be having another round of, can a freshman say it, for the ham. 
and an iGrill 2 coming up at the top of next segment. We'll see. I'll get confirmation on that. But again, I say this with peace and love. I can only uh, do what uh, you know I can do, right? I say this with peace and love. Oh, wait. Ah, okay. Disregard everything I've said. As any good Canadian knows how to do, usurp USA. That's right. Good job for you, Jason. Now you're going to be happy again. I took it away. I'm giving it right back to you. What a dick. Good for you being a crafty Canadian that you are. All right, we are going to be giving away the iGrill 2 and only the iGrill 2. Hams for everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Hams for everybody. No, I'm just kidding. After Anella uh, wakes up from having just passed out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, thanks to Ray Lampy for joining me in the first interview slot at 914. Here we go. Let's get ready to win an iGrill 2 if you are down, interested, and or otherwise. By the way, uh, I've been getting emails saying that uh, this side of my face looks like that it's, uh, you know, fading away. Believe me, I know. I got a little too aggressive with the green paint in the studio. I didn't account for the kickback over here, and it's, it's bleeding my face. The reflection is killing my face. That's all right. We'll muddle through. I'll get up a coat of crap paint over here. and Hopefully next week I'll all be taken care of. Nevertheless, we're going to reload for the second hour. I'm going to refill my libation. Uh, get ready. Know if you, uh, if you think you are smarter than my daughter knowing how she can pronounce things, you can win a $100 iGrill 2 coming up shortly. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how you doing? We have a great show of a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate fifty for wiener. Oh listen, Liberty, it's a shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Hey, all right. Welcome back. You have found the Barbecue Central show, and we are into the second hour. It's the show that talks about all things barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, thanks again to uh, Snake River Farm, snakeriverfarms.com, for giving away. I don't know what the retail price on it is uh, specifically because I know it has to do with weight, but I mean it's got to be 150 bucks at a minimum, uh, and that probably doesn't even include shipping. So I mean a huge giveaway by Anella Kelso and the great folks over at Snake River Farms. Thank you so much for doing that. That was very much fun. I hope. 
Plus, uh, nothing like a little uh, drama at the end, trying to ace out the good old Canadians. But we'll let them have ham. And they have Canadian ham for crying out loud. What the hell? All right, so if you are interested in winning an iGrill 2, jump in right now, 216-220-0966. We have some time to uh, get through. 216-220-0966. And you can try your hand at winning an iGrill 2. If you've already won something tonight, then you are not allowed. Get that big stuff out of here. You're not allowed. However, if you haven't won... And you feel like a really cool over $100 retail iGrill 2 Bluetooth thermometer. And we're giving away one this week, one next week, the one the week after that, believe it or not. So super fun. Anyway, uh, we go to the hotline and ask who we are talking to from area code 408. Okay, James. James? From Walnut Creek. All right, James, how are you? I'm doing great. James, you know how to play the game, my friend? Have you been listening? I've been listening. All right, so let's go ahead and just get right to it. Here we go. The name of the game is Can a Freshman Say It? I'm going to ask you words that my daughter Bobby has said, either correctly or incorrectly. You're going to tell me if she can say the word properly. You get three out of five right. You win an iGrill 2, valued over $100. So here we go. The first word is... Uh Uh-oh. Oh. Have you been listening all the way through? Uh, Up till now. Up till now, like you listened to the ham part of it? Uh, Yeah, I caught that part. Okay. Well, uh, I have, uh, okay, so it's going to come down to one shot because, uh, believe it or not, of course, I have run out of words. I'm a complete, uh, I'm a complete idiot. So, uh, nevertheless, here, it's, it's all or nothing. Oh, boy. All right. James. Well, let's see. It can go, how many do I got? One, two. I have one. Okay, I have one word. <clears throat> For all the marbles, James, and a over $100 iGrill 2 Bluetooth thermometer with multiple probes that can be used inside or outside, can my daughter Bobby say Worcestershire? No way. No way, says James. Remember, James, she lives in a barbecue household. We have you locked in. Give me Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Whoa, look at that. That kid's coming through. Wow, see, I told you. All right. Uh, James, sorry, pal. You don't win. Look at all. No, see, she can, she, I mean, you don't know. She, She can't say sycophant, but she can say Worcestershire. Wow, craziness. I think I'm all out of words. Is that right? All right. Uh, so let's go. I mean, I still got to give one away. So before we get to our second uh, hour guest, uh, next one to call in. Actually, no. Here we go. We're going to the emails. Thank you for playing. Now I have to get like 25 new words for next week. Uh, 
Right, we're going to go to the emails. Don't send anything yet. Don't send anything yet. No, don't send anything yet. First one in with an email. And the subject line, Butcher BBQ wins an eye grill to Butcher BBQ. Wins an eye grill too. Uh, let's see who comes in first. Refreshing. I'm refreshing. Still refreshing. Chris Kelly wins. Chris Kelly, congratulations. You win the eye grill too. Dave Bosky can spell butcher barbecue. Very good. Phew. Chris, go ahead and uh, send me your shipping info. I'm actually sending it out to you directly. They sent me three of them to my house, and uh, I will get that out to you tomorrow morning. And, wow, look at them all come in. Wow. Chris Kelly is in seconds before everybody else. And uh, believe me, there is now a doozy of people coming in. So uh, Chris Kelly has won. Congratulations to Chris. Send me your shipping info, and you are a winner still to come tonight in about 10 minutes from now sterling ball from big papa smokers we're going to be talking uh, a lot of competition stuff here so if you're down with that if you want to hear about change if you don't want to hear about change whatever suggestions uh, his season what it takes to be a successful cooker regardless of amount of competitions it's going to be one you're going to want to stay around for we're probably going to hold them over for a couple segments. So uh, Sterling Ball from Big Papa Smokers coming up. No weekly barbecue roundup. I don't know if anybody saw this or not. The headline is, Sister attempts to stab brother over ribs. This is taking place in Austin, Texas, of course. Austin police responded to a disturbance call between siblings September 27th. At 6.50 p.m., when a woman tried to stab her brother with a butcher knife, according to an affidavit, 61-year-old Ethel Jean Banks lives with her brother on the 100 block of Hergots Lane. Police arrived at their residence after the brother called police from a neighbor's house stating that his sister attempted to stab him with a 10-inch butcher knife for eating her ribs. He said in the affidavit his sister became so enraged after she discovered he ate her ribs he told Banks he did not know they were her ribs. They argued in the living room before Banks escalated the situation by pushing him and getting all up in his face, according to the affidavit. At this point, the brother told police he pushed her back, causing her to fall. Banks then went to the kitchen, came back with a butcher's knife, in which she held aggressively in the air, lunging at her brother with a knife pointed saying, I'm going to kill you, according to the police-filed affidavit. Uh -oh. He told police he ran out of the house, fearing for his life, held the front doors to keep his sister inside and unsuccessfully trying to open the door. Banks said she was not going to let him back in the house. Yeah, well, thank goodness, right? Leave me out of the... Don't... I, who would want to go back in that house? She's trying to kill you. Once police arrived, Banks told police officers she was angered when her brother ate her ribs, causing them to fight. She said she pushed her into a dresser, creating a mark on her stomach. Bank refused medical treatment. I mean, what do, again, what have we learned? How many years have I been doing this show? 
and time and time again, here's what you get. Siblings at a barbecue at one another's house. Nobody's asking whose ribs are these. I once had a situation with a coworker at my uh, particular lunch area who stole my lunch. And he said, well, your name wasn't on it. I said, well, was your name on it? No. Well, then why did you take it? If it's not yours and you don't know whose it is, why would you just take it? Same thing with this, uh, with this lady's brother. If he doesn't know it's her ribs and they know they aren't his ribs, why are you going to try and eat those ribs? You know you're going to try and end up being stabbed if you do. You can't walk up in anybody's house ever and go, well, I know I didn't cook those ribs. Whose ribs are those? I don't know. I'm just going to eat them. And not expect something bad to happen. Folks, this is the barbecue community we are talking about. You ever heard, don't ever touch another man's fries and things of this nature? Of course you have. Don't ever go around trying to just eat somebody else's ribs, man. You could wind up getting stepped. If this woman was really handy with the steel, it was going to be end time for that guy. She would have been cutting out his own ribs. That's right, Steve Ray. She hit him with a fillet of fish. I don't even think that's fish. As much as the McRib isn't rib, I don't know if fillet of fish is even fish. I'll tell you what is great. Suckle Busters. That's great. Award-winning barbecue rub sauces, chili kits, and Texas gunpowder. Preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Products have won hundreds and hundreds of industry awards. New from Suckle Busters, the Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce, based on Suckle Busters' award-winning Honey Barbecue Sauce. It's a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. Super sweet. Not spicy, but it is super red. They use a special American paprika for the bright red color. Brush it on the last 5 to 10 minutes of cooking. Here's what it's going to leave. A nice glossy red sheen on the meat. But it's also going to add an extra layer of sweet flavor. Take your competition barbecue ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at local barbecue stores or online at sucklebusters.com. You can email sales at sucklebusters.com for large orders. You can call Dan at 972-393-9509. You can go to the website, sucklebusters.com. And right now, you can win a free bottle of honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce if you email me, sister knife, sister knife, and the subject line of an email that you sent to me, Sister Knife, and you can win a free bottle of Suckle Busters. Award-winning honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce. Again, it's super red because of that special American paprika. Sucklebusters.com is the website, 972-393-9509. Sales at Sucklebusters.com. Amy Overbay wins. Amy. Good for you from Team Meat Coma. What? <laughs> Team Meat Coma? <laughs> I love that name. Hey, Team Meat Coma, wake up and send me your shipping information. Congratulations on the win. And I'll get that down to Dan Arnold from Suckle Busters. He'll get you hooked up. Team Meat Coma wins that one. Amy Overbay or Overbeat, whatever. Uh, Small from Big Papa Smokers is up next. Tell all your friends and neighbors. 
Get out your pens and pencils. We're going to be talking stuff. Jump in. Give us your take. Here we go. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back to this portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by iGrill, makers of the most advanced Bluetooth grilling thermometers. Monitor the temperature of whatever you're cooking from up to 150 feet away using the iOS and Android device. You can get 15% off of your iGrill purchase if you use promo code CENTRAL at iDevicesInc.com. 15% off if you use promo code CENTRAL at iDevicesInc.com. We just gave away an iGrill 2. We have two more to give away over the next two successive weeks. I mean, we're just giving away the store right now. That's all I can say. All right, uh, joining me now is the pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, Sterling Ball, joining us. Darling, how are you? Hey, how'd you get this number? Uh, have you heard of this thing called the Internet, Sterling? You get anything you want anymore. Watch out. Oh. Hi, how are you, Greg? I, I'm very well. Thank you for asking. How are you, Sterling? Fabulous. Sterling. I'm wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. I had to get it started. Where do you get those exactly? Amazon.com, baby. Oh, and you just search, like, ugly Christmas sweater or something like that? Yeah, you can go even deeper than that. But, yeah, Amazon's got some pretty good sweaters. All right. Well, I'm courageous enough night tonight to wear one. Well, well, believe me, it's getting cold enough out here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city where sweater weather is going to be sooner than later, unfortunately. But uh, my wife and I were just talking about uh, everybody in the family. Of course, uh, you know, we, we proudly wear the uh, West Coast and Big Papa Smoker stuff whenever we can. But we wanted to really unify as a family unit and, and get in with a crappy uh, Christmas sweater stuff. So Amazon might be the place for us to go then is what I'm hearing. Oh, it's fabulous. Yeah, it's great. Duly noted. All right, so Sterling, uh, 2015 is rapidly coming to a close calendar year-wise, and uh, obviously for most people's competition season as well. So as we reflect, or as you reflect and we talk about Big Papa Smoker's competition team for the course of 2015, uh, I guess kind of your high-level overall view of, of where you guys sat this year. Oh, I think we, you know, we cooked 25 t- times, I think. You know, I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that I can do what we did this year again with my partner James, but it was we had a very good year. We were in the top ten, twenty four out of twenty five, and um, uh, looks like we've got to finish fifth. And if uh, we're we're in a kind of a dog fight uh, with Smoke Me Silly for number one in pork, that's pretty exciting. And we had a pretty good scoring average too. Scoring averages is that kind of an overlooked item uh, you know as, as on the by and large a lot of the high level teams um are they looking at scoring average are general teams looking at scoring average because uh, in the end i think that's kind of an, an important statistic well listen let me tell you something you 
when you can't or don't cook 37, and that's not saying that I could cook 37, and if I did cook 37, that I'd be there. But, you know, you look, you look for how you did and you try and see the yardstick. And, you know, the, the problem is it's also based on the geographic scoring averages where certain areas like um, the South are, you know, are pretty, pretty, a lot of 180s, a lot of uh, 700s. California this year was. Um, we cooked in nine states. Uh, I think in a bigger picture, I think that you've got a team of the year thing that everybody's talking about and everybody's focused about. And it's essentially been a two-team race since April or May. Yeah. Um, I, I think that actually, there, you know, and I'm involved with KCBS, I'm trying to come up with a solution, but I really think it's the wrong thing. To, it's, it's the least of our worries. But to answer your question, I mean, I look at other sports. I look at the PGA Tour as the Varden Trophy, which acknowledges the lowest score. Um, I think that um, with the cost of competing and stuff, I do believe that people look for barometers. And I think if, if at the award, you, you could come up with more awards that represented excellence at different cooking levels and different contests or different regions, I think you might have more people uh, participating. But like I said, I mean, that's looking at the fine end of the funnel. And, and to me, the bigger problem is 2015 had 746 fewer teams cooking in it than 2014. Sterling Ball joining us here on the show, uh, Big Papa Smokers Pitmaster, uh, creator of King of the Smokers competition, also the guinea pig, which we talk about here tonight as well. Uh, let me backtrack just for a second. Um, yeah. You know, we talk about team of the year, and there's been... Did you ask me, did you ask me how my scoring average was? Yeah, well, yes, and then you just glossed right over the top of it. Do, do you know what it was, Greg? 693. Very close, yeah, 692.7. Come on. I, you know me, I always round up. Uh, I hit a lot of angel tables. Oh, see here. Well, now you're gonna you're gonna make me diverge off of divergent. Let me okay. Let me stop myself no, before I go it, crazy here. You're the boss. Remember that? I know, but I already had another question. Then you just said angel table, so that's gonna spin me in a whole different direction. But let me ask you. No, what, when we talk focus. when we talk about team of the year, and there has been right. you know especially over the last couple of years, uh, let's let's say it's a dogfight between Travis and David this year, American Dream. And uh, Clark Crew, you know, last year, Donnie Bray kind of wins it outright. The year before that, he was in a fight with uh, Tim Grant from True Bud. So, and then there was the legendary fight between uh, Steve Farron and Darren Worth and Rod Gray, you know, uh, back a handful of years ago as well. But in the end, as you say, I mean, how, what do you have? Uh, how many thousands of teams are out there competing right now under KCBS? Well, there was there were six thousand that competed. There were twenty two hundred and eighty nine members who competed. All right. Okay. And um, you know, I, I don't know that in two thousand nine those guys cooked thirty seven times. You know, and a couple of years ago, I think uh, one of the teams cooked forty two times. I mean, the season is crazy long. Super long. It's it's it, was, it started in January in Denver, and the last contest that counts this weekend and and. You know, December. I mean, it, it, it's a year-long deal. So if you have that many thousands of teams that are competing to whatever degree, but in the end we're talking about two teams and maybe on a lucky year maybe three teams vying for a team of the year, to me, while it's, it's exciting if it's happening and, and you kind of get involved and engrossed in it, but when you start to back out bigger picture, there almost seems to be – 
an, a bigger issue that maybe nobody's talking about or maybe very few people are talking about is, well, why is there only two teams competing for this top spot when there's so many other teams out there? And is there something that should be readjusted to, to make uh, like a playoff or to, to define a, a tighter season or a bigger thing? And I know everybody doesn't live next to everybody else, and so there's going to be some logistical issues. But if you look at it like that, I mean, it's great when we're in it, but if you look back, there seems to be a kind of a something's missing there that, that might want to be fixed. Well, well, first of all, anytime you talk about something like this, and especially at the end of the season, you know, you don't you don't want to be disrespectful to people who really no. busted their ass. Of cooking, course, okay, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's um, those guys and, and gals put on a uh, you know Chris and Dave and and uh, Travis put on a crazy crazy fight. Right. Um, there was a change made last year from bonus points from 50 to 35 and and it bothered me because it wasn't discussed and it was supposed to help balance the country but it was also supposed to help some of the smaller contests and then just recently the board decided to uh, lower the maximum bonus points to 25 points and they they of course didn't talk to many cooks and there was some outrage and they rescinded it sterling let me let me interrupt let me interrupt just for a second wait let me let me finish okay I was just going to say, for the people that don't understand bonus points, from 50 to 35 and then from 35 to 25, what does that mean? And then go ahead. Okay, well, it means that, you know, a 50-team contest was capable of getting uh, 50 points, okay? Or or, uh, a 300-point contest, it got dropped down to 285. A 50-team or 100-team contest was the same as a 35-team contest. And it did a couple things. Number one is it made it so it's easier to be strategic in how you cooked. You didn't have to be forced head to head that you, you, you know, you found a 35 team contest. Now I'm not saying they did it. I think it happened a couple times though. And so I am saying it actually. Um, but the, the bigger problem is that if you're trying to help smaller contests, don't hurt bigger contests. Okay. Don't take, because a bigger contest, in my opinion, has this usually the same number of, of teams that can win it as a 35-teamer. What they have is a dilution of judging. Because in any given area, it's very hard to find 50 great judges or 100 great judges. So it's more of a crapshoot. And if you do win, you probably should get something. But the thing really missing, in my opinion, is when they're figuring out what a contest is worth, they're not factoring in team strength. And it's very easy because with the data out there, every team's got a scoring average, and it can be adjusted for their geographic region. And I think you have to add the average scoring, um, the average score factor and the number of teams, and then give your team strength. You might have a 25-team contest that's 25 people who've won a GC that should be a max point contest. You might have a contest with 50 teams that has three cooks. That may not be a max point. So I think that you need to add, you need to use data in assigning team strength and you need to add, you need to use data as far as judging too. Is, is using the data pressing too much work onto KCBS or, or the promoters or whoever creating these contests, you know, adding additional hurdles that people are going to have to somehow overcome to, to put on a contest. 
or to keep one going? Well, if we were if we we're still using number two pencils and abacuses, then I'd say yes. <laughs> but it's simply a, a computer program. You load you load the teams. No, when you load, it's just like golf. With golf, you have an index. Okay, you have a gen number which identifies you. We have a KCBS number. You enter your KCBS number. It gives your most recent three months recent average, and right away you know that you've got. You know, and, and and let me tell you something. I think it's I'm all over the map, but I'm really not. One of the first things that you've got to do is you've got to make it so people are members to cook, because you have to be a member to judge. And the only way you can get on the board is being a member. So you have 2,239 cooks out there out of 6,000. Then the board always ends up with more reps and judges than cooks. So you, you, you got to fix that. But one of the things, it's very, it's a very easy software program. When you, when you enter, it's just like entering a round of golf. It's you enter your number, you enter the contest, and then they're able to determine based on the number of teams and the relative strength of the teams, they're able to assign a, a value to that. Now, what that also does is when you come down the stretch, it forces the good teams to cook in the higher point contests and cook against each other more head-to-head. Are there going to be people that have hurt feelings to say, hey, if our specific contest doesn't have as many seasoned or uh, you know good scoring average teams show up, we shouldn't be penalized because everybody's drawing the same amount of teams, but because this contest is technically ranked harder or more competitive than ours, uh, shouldn't there shouldn't be any difference in the amount of bonus points given? Well, it, look at one of the things is a, a, a great contest has usually got a great promoter. It's got a great charity. It's got great community support. It has great power. It has great water. It has great trash. It has a great prize pool, great prize distribution, and fun trophies, and maybe extra things like fun little breakfast and lunch. And there. So there's a lot of things that go into making a great contest. I, I think I want to go back to when I said – you don't necessarily help small contests by penalizing big ones because the good teams are going to stay away if there's no if you don't get extra points cooking under team contest you're not going to go to a 100 team contest because it's harder and I, like i said it's harder i think more because of the dilution in judging with 100 judges i mean they've got a huge contest in court site coming up i don't know how many teams are going to be but that's going to be very interesting watching the judging is there always going to be an issue with the judging, though? No matter you know how how you can structure it fairly for the teams, is there something that okay, can be I done? Did a, I did a short called "Shut Up and Cook" S U A C, because yeah, there's issues in judging. There's very serious issues in judging. Um, you know, you see a table that has a 28 average, and people immediately say that's a table of death. Um, but you don't know whose food they tasted. Until you know whose food they tasted, which goes back to that index number, then you can't truly tell. The biggest problem to me, which most people will disagree with me, is probably overjudging. And so if you do have a table of death and you have a severe angel table, the gap is very hard to beat. But, you know, it goes back to, I'm talking about what I said at the beginning. We're all micro-focusing on the very top and the real thing is we've got to we've got to figure out how to have more people cook 
not fewer. So here's the thing that you mentioned and that I that I wrote down. You said that there was uh, let's let's call it an attrition of 746 teams, which means that last year that many more teams cooked in 2014 than cooked here in the calendar year of 2015. So you're a businessman, I'm a businessman. We know if you continue to have attrition year after year after year, eventually you go out of business or the uh, the organization shuts down, what have you. But it's not nothing good is coming out of attrition, right? So, well, uh, okay, but Greg, why is it attrition? Number one, you, you know, Sit Masters was such a great thing for us and compete. Is that not having the same effect it did? Okay, I believe the two biggest problems to barbecue are cost and price distribution. I think the third biggest, or, or let's let's not rate them one, two, three. I think that the perception of judging, and I do think there is a problem in judging, but there's no continuing education programs on a national level for judges. There's very little content available through KCBS, but there's ton of content available on YouTube to teach these cooks how to do it. And, you know, when I started, most people had 10 by 10s or 10 by 20s, and there, there really weren't trailers, and that was just five years ago. Now you get somebody that's going to cook with their brother-in-law or their frat boys or whatever, and they go, and they're, they're 10 by 10 surrounded by these giant RVs and trailers and Wagyu briskets and Duroc pork. And I think that's a little – I think that we're – we might be intimidating a little bit, but I think that – I think we do need to be concerned about – having more contest sanction this year and fewer cooks cooking overall. I think that really needs to be addressed. Can, can the judging issue be fixed um, and throw, throw YouTube and, and all this other stuff to the side just for a second and take this on its head? Could we take a page out of uh, an IBCA or some other uh, organization that doesn't have you know the same type of quote-unquote training that the KCBS gives and have people just taste the food and they go, yeah, I like this one, and here's the score. Or I don't like this one, and here's the score. And not have it under the uh, uh, the guideline of how a certified barbecue judge is supposed to judge. And then you've then you've kind of eliminated that. Hey, Greg, do me a favor. I'm yeah. not looking at the chat room because I can't stand the arrows. But how many customers am I losing being this open right now? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other question I was going to ask you in about three or four questions from now. <laughs> Okay. Well, ask it before I tackle judging, please. Look, if you go to bigpapasmokers.com, you see that you are a uh, a a barbecue purveyor. It's it's a one-stop shop. It's grills, it's obviously all of your rubs, the sauce, but you carry a whole bunch of other stuff. You're in the business of barbecue on the retail end. So when you are talking right. like this, uh, again, I'm a business guy too. You could easily sit back and not say dick and not have to worry about is somebody not going to visit my site now. So, like, why be so open, I guess? Because, because honestly, I really have a legitimate passion for, for the, uh, the, um, the art of brazing uh, barbecue. I, it's really brazing. Um, I, I, love, I love the people I've met. I love the thing I care. And, um, you know, I think that, I want to make sure that everybody knows I'm I'm expressing what I believe is constructive and uh, constructive uh, comments. And I also believe that I've studied it much like the other businesses I run. I'm looking at the numbers. Okay. The numbers, your tea leaves, the numbers don't 
why? But it, it's like going to a music, a, a concert, and the person up there gets political. Well, half the people are going to cheer, and half the people are going to burn your, your CD. So I, I think that everybody knows that um, the biggest problem in barbecue isn't fixing team of the year. I think most people, after they cook for a while, realize that it's really expensive. And I think that they're tired of coming in third sometimes and getting four six and not cashing a check. I believe they're tired of thinking they did a very good job and getting a really different result from the tables. Um, I think that um, barbecuers also aren't objective, which makes it hard. But, you know, when we did the barbecue scores cooks test, I said this before in the air, we asked them how, or the cooks survey, we asked them how many of them felt like how often they got the table of death. And they said 25%. Wow. We asked them how many times they thought they got the angel table. They said two and a half percent. Right. So, so <laughs> the perception is people feel like they're getting more, they're getting more punished than they're getting kissed. Okay. And I think you got to help, you got to fix the perception, but you know, there's a lot of different ways to fix judging and I can't, there's no way you can talk about it in, in, in one thing, but I believe that if you track their performance versus the average median average of the cooks they judge, I think you've got a pretty good idea of who needs improvement one way or the other. All right. So you mentioned it uh, a couple minutes ago and then, you know, right at the open too, in regards to cost. And that's my thing, right? It's so expensive to do a commercial, to yeah, do a competition. Why don't, why don't you compete, Greg? Yeah, you that, love barbecue. Exactly. So, but that's it, right? And I've said it time and time again on the show because now it's specialty memes, and I could make the argument that attrition has happened at the hand of the competitors themselves because you're buying all of this specialty stuff, or, or perhaps that you know the sanctioning bodies, whoever they are, have never stepped in at some point to kind of bring some of these or, or back some of these items down. The auto temp devices, the pellet cookers, things of this nature, taking fire management portion out of the equation. And in the beginning, it was like, as you had said before, and we've talked off air a bunch of times, you know, in the beginning it was who can make bad meat the best. But I don't think anyone is going to say that a Snake River Farms brisket or a Strew Branch brisket or, you know, somebody's specialty pork. You're not even starting off with bad meat anymore. It's all gourmet. Same with pork, same with ribs, to a lesser extent, probably chicken too. So the competitor has, has kind of dealt themselves a blow with what they're using to be competitive. Okay, and I agree with that, and that's why at the King of the Smoker, they have to manage their fire. They, they get one side that are easy up. They get tables with no different eyes. It's so punitively harsh as far as trying to make it the same for everybody. Okay? And, and you're really taking 24 of the current greatest, all-time greatest, and legends, and you're putting them in a position where they really got to cook. And they really got, you know, you really are putting some of them in a position of embarrassing themselves. But I think they all relish that. <laughs> I don't think there's any one of those cooks that, that, that wishes they had their trailer. I think they want to prove that they can do that. But still, the King of the Smokers, we're so happy to have Compart uh, pork, and we're happy to have Snake River Farms. Is, so they're going to cook really good meat. But, um, you know, baseball controls the ball. If there's too many home runs, it's back down. If there's not many, they juice it. Yeah. I go back to golf again. Uh, they 
they never controlled the ball. It's out of, out of control, the distance these guys were hitting. But one of the things is you want the sport and the art, and I think it's more of an art than a sport, okay, to progress. Yeah. Okay? So it, it's like, I mean, do you want nothing to change from 1982 or whatever? Um, I, so I think there's a fine line there between, uh, uh, you know, the cooks are better. Listen, yeah. you look at the boxes, okay? And the boxes I turned in to win the Royal, I couldn't turn in today. And that's just from 2012. Yeah. I mean, the detail in the boxes, I think everybody will say that, is is crazy, um, crazy different today than it was. So, I mean, I think the flavor profiles are very, very, very complex and actually kind of delicate unless you're really trying to blow their face off. But, I mean, I think that there's a lot of really great things happening in barbecue. It just, as it gets more specialized, it may not be for everybody. So that might be a, a return to the backyard. I think it might be a return to the family. I mean, my guinea pig is $450, 60, it meets provided, 60% of the teams over the last two years have cashed a check. 26% have broken even. It works out to about a $200 contest if you do a fairly good job. Some people make 1600 by winning it. So I redistribute the money. I provide the meat. It's a level playing field. Okay? I, but I also have kids queuing dessert because I think that you've got to keep the family there. I think it's... It's 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 really critical, and actually the kids' queue is the most fun for me anyway to watch. I mean, uh, um, I know all the kids that cook, and I I really given the words out to those guys. It's almost my favorite. But if you come back to the deal of what 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 should we be looking at? I think we should look at the other end of the funnel, and I think we ought to look at ways of addressing costs, and most certainly should redistribute prize money a little bit, a little bit. Um, a little bit deeper into the counts, okay? And because people like getting a check too, even if you get a fifty-dollar check, it's nice. But um, you know, it's interesting to ask um, teams how much it costs them to cook. Some of them tell me a grand. Some of them tell me six hundred, and I don't believe them. And I said, don't tell me what you tell your wife it costs, uh. okay? But they're not amortizing their trailer, their RV, mm. their cooker, and their their knives or anything. I mean, they're they're using it. I mean, but their real cost of competing is at least eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars. So I think that's a problem. Absolutely, Sterling Ball joining me here on the show, the pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, BigPapaSmokers.com, the website. Sterling, can I hold you over for uh, another segment here? Sure. All right, stand by. Yep. We'll be back with uh, Sterling Ball here. I'm going to tell you quickly about. Somebody that I uh, just bashed. Sterling and I are of like mind tonight. Uh, the Barbecue Guru. That's right. The makers of and creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. Uh, why are you going to buy from anybody else? I don't know. They created this technology. So stand by and buy here. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I'm not going to get into the minute detail, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and once it's set, keeps it running right at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology right today because maybe you're a busy working pro like me, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids, you're doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend those pit temperatures. I get it. 
The guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, or all of those things, and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And that guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. There's currently uh, four different models to choose from. Two of the most popular ones on either end of the spectrum, CyberQ Wi-Fi, taking advantage of all the technology available today. You hook it up with your smart device, whatever that is, and you can monitor the temperature of the pit. You can monitor internal temperatures of meat. If you're cooking too fast, you can ramp the temp down. If you're cooking too slow, you can ramp the temp up. There you go. On the other end, it's the Party Q, 149 bucks for most cookers, $10 extra for the ceramics. It's a one self-contained unit, runs on AA batteries. You can go from cooker to cooker to cooker. It's great. Onyx Oven, of course, has been winning on the competition circuit for years. It accommodates all of the Barbecue Guru Contemporary Control technology devices. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out their products if you have any questions. Don't guess. Call them. 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU. Or the website, thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue. We are back with a Sterling Ball in five seconds. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. Uh, this portion of the show is brought to you again by iGrill. Bluetooth technology freeing up you from the grill or the cooker. You get to do whatever you need to do. Looking for a great holiday gift? This is it, the iGrill. I bought my dad one a few months back. He loves this thing. Always texting me and shooting me pictures of it in action and so forth. The iGrill 2 can be found at iDevicesInc.com for 100 bucks. You can use the promo code CENTRAL when you check out. You can also buy it at Lowe's nationwide. And we're giving away two more in successive weeks here on this show. Wow. It's the month of giveaways here on the show. Oof. Meanwhile, we uh, reconnect with Sterling Ball. Uh, Sterling, we were talking about uh, competition and cost and all that stuff, and you made a great point right at the end there, and I don't want to gloss over it, is the fact that you know, the cost of competing uh, also has to take into account uh, you know, trailers and bowls and rubs and injections and knives and all this stuff. So you know, these are hard amounts of money that need to be mortgaged or loaned or fronted or whatever it is uh, when you're figuring out what your overall cost of competing is year after year, correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, yeah, you got to buy the stuff. Um, and, you know, you, you look, at, here's the deal. You, it would be great if the cost of competing, if, if the prize pools were going up faster than the cost of competing or at least even. Nope. Okay, we cooked a contest in Indio that had 34, con- 34 teams who were desperate to cook. It was a great contest, except for I feel like the teams pretty much underwrote the event because one person won $1,100, Darren Ward, okay, for GC, because it was 34 teams and $5,000. Well, Darren came from Iowa, okay, to cook it. I mean, it's in my hometown, and I came in, I think, fourth, and I lost lost a lot of money, but I mean, you got to figure out ways of, 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 of getting the prize pool up to if it, because I don't think you can change the accelerated cost of, of competing unless there's a new series. Um, and I'd like to take the guinea pig, uh, 
um, to be a nationwide series. And uh, I'm, I'm trying. I need to find the right sponsor. And I need to get KCBS TV to your points. And I need to get more, more important than that is it. If you win a guinea pig, I need it to be Jack qualified or American Royal. And since I provide the meat, they won't do that for me. And I think it's kind of a mistake actually, but I've never actually asked him personally for it. Other cooks have asked on my behalf because I know what the rules are. If you provide the meat, you're not going to get that. But, uh, and I think the Jack draw and, and the Royal draw are what people cook for much more than team of the year points. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show, Pitmaster Big Papa Smokers. Uh, Sterling, in regards to the events that you put on, obviously King of the Smoker is uh, getting ready to, to come off here very shortly. Uh, leading up to it in such a short time from uh, coming off, uh, everything is uh, locked and loaded at this point, I would imagine? Well, look, let me tell you something. And as far as Big Papa Smokers, the cooking team, James Perez is my partner, and he's the greatest partner a guy could have he cook he cooks chicken but he gets everything right and i think james is a very popular guy out there we have jesse uh in the office that that, that just makes everything happen i have so many good people that really buy into what we're trying to do here and uh, yeah i'm what i'm really excited about uh this year is i i always have classes i make these cooks do classes and the the classes <laughs> excuse me classes this year are pretty good. I mean, at 140, you got Donnie Teal, Buffalo Barbecue, talking about getting stopped, started, but adapting to changes in competition barbecue. Because Donnie's been through a lot and still is a great cook because he's made the changes. Yep. At 2 o'clock, you have the only time ever that Steph Franklin and I will give a class and tell most of the West Coast offense. At 220, you have Chris Lilly, okay, with a Q&A. At 2.40, you have three eyes. Dan is going to do a Snake River Farms prime rib and steak cutting demo. At 3 o'clock, and this is a camp, this is Tuffy Stone giving a, a speech on winning and the mindset to win in barbecue. You have Travis Clark, who I think, it, I think it's over. I don't know if David's going to keep cooking or what's going to happen, but it appears that Travis is one team of the year. And you've got a class with him at 3.20, barbecue tips and how you win, what it's like to win that. Now, at 3.40 p.m., you have the brisket Q&A with Darren, who is, I think, first in brisket in the country, and he's going to yep. give a little brisket class. You have a Brad with getting basted, cooking chicken on a drum, giving a lesson. He's number one. And you have Shake and Bake, I think number one is still on ribs, giving a rib class. And then you have Johnny Trick. And if I don't get passed by those, my good friends that smoke me silly, really you'll have all four of the meats at KCBS, yep. a class from the person and it's twenty dollars that all goes to charity, and the food all goes, the food and catering all goes to OBR. So this is twenty dollars. You get to hear Donnie, Steph, Chris, Dan, Tuffy, Travis, Darren, Brad, Tim, and Johnny, and I think, I think that's pretty amazing. Do you have an anticipated foot traffic at this event? It's a really, really interesting thing because um, some of the local teams went at first and then decided it wasn't hip to go, and, and now I see them back. Um, the, the resort, the, the dirty secret is the resort only wants a certain amount of people there. They don't want 5,000 people there. They don't have parking for it. They have other things going on. And, and I got it. The, the resort is the La Quinta Resort, which is a Waldorf Astoria. They are unbelievable in how they treat 
our teams, how they show respect for barbecue like you've never seen. They roll the red carpet out. We do too, but what La Quinta Resort does, and I think that the teams of Okuka will tell you that, they, there's no, they've never been to a hotel that treats them like this. And, you know, just to give you the things that the cooks, the, the fans don't see, is Thursday night's a welcoming party. I bring in, I did it two years ago, I bring in a bunch of session musicians that are the best in the world, and I give them a song list from barbecue cooks. And the first year, Ryan Newstrom at Big T's actually has a degree in music. Scott Key, a little pig town, sang in a band for years. And so Scott Key, and, and I play guitar in the band, Scott Key and um, Ryan entertained us. This year it's Lon from Joe Bob's, who's a great old bluegrass country singer, and Scott Key. And then I have a surprise artist that's very willing to finish it off. So that's something that the, that the fans don't see, but it's, the party starts Thursday night, and it's really, it's really fun. Do you have, as far as the, the teams are concerned, are you feeling overly confident about picking a, a team that might win it this year? Going out in there's a no way you There's no way. No way? I would do that. Never? Never. Why? Um, it's just not good karma. It's not, I just, uh, look at every single team here could come in first and they actually could come in. I mean, you just never know what happens. Right. And, you know, I got to talk about a lot. Kelly and Kathleen, our reps out here, K and K, I believe are the best reps in barbecue. They balance the table so beautifully. And, you know, I have 24 teams, not 25, okay? So everybody gets on each table once. And the spread each year is so amazingly close between the. You know, this year I've only had one real complaint about how I picked the teams and, and, uh, that was from a state, uh, a guy who'd cooked three times who said that they really should have more people. And I looked at their state, and the highest-ranking person from their state was 36 in KCBS, and he was actually not upset with me but a little snarky and saying, you know, at some point you got to stop overlooking us. It's really hard to pick 24 teams. And like I said, you know, I want legends. I got Jamie Gear who won Pitmasters, okay? Uh, Jamie wins in IBCA. I, I got Ronnie and Michelle Wade, who are just machines down there in Texas. I think they came in second or third last year at King of the Smokers. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to pick. I'm not trying to do a bad job of picking. And it's funny how much abuse I've gotten over the years. And, you know what, at the end, it's, it's sort of, I'm trying to balance personalities, I'm trying to balance sales, and I'm trying to cover the country. Trying to get people there that other people that aren't competing want to come and see. Right, exactly. I mean, you want personality. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, trying to get on television and all this other stuff, you know, in the end, if it's an invitational and you, you want people to be coming in and you're showcasing these cooks, you want cooks that you feel comfortable with that have personality. They're going to be dynamic and ebullient, be able to, to kind of come off in a way that uh, you feel the general public is going to be able to take something back out of when they leave, right? Yeah, there was one cook that was really upset about it, but he's got a reputation of passing out and, and tossing his cookies the night before, and passing out on the the hay bale, and it just it that may be a great cook, but that doesn't work at King of the Smoker. Name this name this person right now. Go ahead, Sterling. Here we go. 
I didn't fall and hit my head. Oh. Okay. okay. Now, I know you, you're basically uh, baiting me into picking somebody to win, so I will do it because I'm allowed to do it. It's my show. I have uh, okay. su- I have surveilled the teams. And you already told me, I think. Yes, but I – well, I think we did it – I just told you who I thought was going to win off air, but I haven't gone out on show so people can go back at a later date and call me an idiot when I don't win, but that's fine. Um, because I just have a feeling – and he has been so on for so many years and has won all of the major competitions, all of them, even in different sanctioning bodies, I can't make a better argument against Tuffy Stone of Cool Smoke uh, winning King of the Smoker. I mean, I just can't. I'm a betting guy. I'm a thoroughbred racing guy. I understand all the other teams that are going to be there and how they're doing and all this stuff. Greg, I don't Greg, care. Greg, you're a racehorse. You're a racehorse yourself. High strung, absolutely. I well, I mean, you certainly couldn't wouldn't go broke on on Tuffy. I mean, but how, how do you not? I mean, you got Donnie. You got. Uh, Dan, I mean, you got yes. somebody past you. You got Darren. I you mean, you have, got Spitfire. You have Chris you Lilly. American Dream. Yes, I understand. Chris, Chris I, Lilly. Listen, I'll tell you what. I think that everybody thought Chris Lilly wasn't going to win it the first year. They thought about KCBS and and Chris Lilly, you know, dominated. Look, if there's the, the level of cooks here is just incredible. It's huge. Look, and let me tell you one thing that I actually came to my mind. One of the great things are the people at Gateway Drum Smokers and the, and the fact that the drums, I think, make cooking much more affordable. And I'm not just saying it because I sell a drum kit and also sell Gateway on WW. Never mind. Uh, but, no, I mean, the drum teams there, I mean, uh, Girls Gone Wild Iowa yeah. has switched to drums. Yeah. Um, and almost everybody's cooking at least one thing, chicken. Uh, you've got uh, you know, the Shake and Bake, I think. Uh, you've got... Uh, Getting basted, uh, pigskin is switched to drums along with their old hickory. So the little pig town and Darren uses drums. So Travis has got some drums. I don't know if he's going to use them, but really the drum brings down the cost of cooking too. But so it's an interesting thing. We got drum because we always have more jambo cookers than anything. Of course. Okay. Five, six. I'm accounting. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much got to be everybody except the guys that are, uh, you know, full can. There's there's ten out of twenty four teams for Jambo, and we all set them up on a um, on a row. There's Jambo row, so ten ten Jambos. You know, also with Johnny Trigg, and Johnny Trigg's always invited. And I I dearly love Johnny Trigg, and I think he's an amazing ambassador for barbecue. And you never Johnny could Johnny could pull it out, but. Um, you know, you have the two people at this contest. The only two people who've ever won the jack twice are Tuffy and Johnny, yeah. and they're at this contest. Yeah, well, and I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna impose for a picture. I want a picture of that. If I have to choose between the two, I'm picking Tuffy every day and twice on Sunday. But uh, I mean, again, we're we're going off of recent performance. It's just so hard uh, after all of the teams that you've mentioned. It's just. Something tells me it's a fool's bet to go any other way. So you know, I'm taking Tuffy over the field, absolutely. What are, what are they What are they saying on the chat board? They're, nobody's uh, Nobody's stepping out on the limb. That's just the thing here, right? Uh, right, Sterling is a few of us actually want to go out and be on audio that will be archived forever and ever to either 
find us to be smart before it happened or foolish beyond our years uh, after the fact. But uh, nevertheless. Um, hey, look at, look at Darren and Sherry. They're third in Casey Jackson. Yeah. They only cooked 28 times. I know. I Two should be ago, picking them. He cooked 42. Right. Two years ago, he cooked 39 last year. He's sitting with me. He goes, you know, I think I've had an off year. I said, you're a jackass. You cooked this is your 28th cook and your third overall, yeah. and you're leading brisket. <laughs> I think you've had a great year. Yeah, he's won the jack. He's, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, come on, give me a break. I mean, I should be picking him too, but I'm just telling you what my what my mind feels like. And uh, hey, look at, I mean, I, I can keep talking about all of them because, of course. I, you know, it's a very complicated thing picking them, and I have a secret staff of advisors and. And I really can't disclose that Darren and Steph are one or those two with me. Um, but you know, everyone. I mean, look at Tim's full belly deli up in Wisconsin. I know. He's been killing it. Spitfire has been great. I'm great. Them smokeaholics. You know, these guys are great. I mean, Brad at getting basted. He that guy can flat out cook. I mean. Look, I'm super excited for this. And then right after that, we got to put on our. Um, well, I've got to do the NAM show, which is the music show, introducing about eight new guitars and basses, and then it's straight into to the guinea pig. Sterling, I am up against it, my friend. Uh, we've uh, we've uh, yapped too long, and I apologize, uh, but always appreciate the time. Again, uh, Sterling Ball is the pitmaster of BigPapaSmokers.com. King of the Smokers is going to be happening sooner than later, so if you are interested in telling me who you think is going to win, email it to me, and I'll relay it to uh, Sterling, and we can see who's smart and who's not. BigPapaSmokers.com is the website. You know what we should have? What? Hold on. Let's have a contest. All right. My new almost guaranteed 180 brisket rub. Cash cow that I got the 180 at the Royal, so the big JT, so the rooftop, and got the perfect, perfect. Yes. At the Sam's. Yep. I'm going to give everybody who picks the winning team a bottle of cash cow. All right. It's coming in the store this week. Uh, let's have a little contest. All right. So go to kingofthesmoker.com, right? No, no, they're going to go to you. <laughs> no, 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 no. They can, they can review the teams. No, they can review the teams there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then email yeah. me who you think the winning team is going to be, and then I will honestly uh, send those over to Sterling, and uh, we'll, we'll see. All the winners who pick the, the right team the get cash get count. The winners get that and a T-shirt. Cash count and a T-shirt. Wow. All right. It is. This is the well, month yeah. of. And we may give them more stuff because Jesse's more generous than I am. This is the month of free anyway. stuff here on the show. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Sterling, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much for coming up. Thank you, Greg. Bye. You got it. There he is. Sterling Ball, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from BigPapaSmokers.com. And let's go ahead and jump right into this. Could, could we possibly be giving away more free stuff in the next three weeks? I don't think so. It would just be sensational, of course, and serendipitous that I'm going to be talking about Big Papa Smokers right now. Uh, making a name for itself by crafting championship rubs, flavors like Sweet Money, Happy Ending. Their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition event. BPS can't be pigeonholed in a competitive barbecue either. They've become so well-known. They are now in a restaurant chain nationwide called BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse. Four of the nine rubs are featured on their permanent menu. It's proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa's also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense 
defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub companies have cornered the market on competitive barbecue, begun to redefine those flavor profiles the competitive coach from across the country have begun to aim for. They're committed to bringing you the best flavors on the market. That's why they're selling a fine swine sauce, Swamp Boy sauce, Granny's barbecue sauce, just to name a few. They've also created the brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie competition barbecue and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, they've been able to do all of this within only of almost six years of being in business, turning the competition world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for uh, Big Pop Smokers. Believe that. All right, we're late. We're going to catch up, and then we will get out. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Jennifer Paulinus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. We got to uh, eliminate very quickly here, so I mean evacuate. Eliminate too, if you you know if you have to eliminate. Hey, all the way back in the first hour, we talked with Ray Lampy in our uh, monthly Doctor Barbecue visit. That was great. If you missed it, get it on podcast. Then we gave away a free Carabuda pork ham from Snake River Farms in Kelso. Congratulations to Jason Kinger, usurping America and getting the ham to Canada. Congratulations, Jason, for uh, being on the same mind level as my daughter on what she can and cannot pronounce correctly word-wise. It was a fun game. We might do that again next week. You never know. We have another iGrill 2 to give away next week as well. Meathead will be in next week. Scott Roberts makes his return to the Barbecue Central Jungle as well. Your phone calls, your emails. Thanks again to Sterling Ball for joining me last, uh, or just this past hour, this hour. BigPapaSmokers.com, his website. Bringing it strong on the talk where, uh, again, could be a detriment to his uh, uh, website business, but uh, as a show host, I appreciate the fact that he's uh, bringing it openly. Better to do it here. This is a non-biased, non-partisan form. Bring it. Don't sing it, bring it, and bring it strong. That's what I like. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.